We are two friends trying to gain perspective on the remarkable world around us. I'm Jet Jones. I'm Mackenzie DeMaio. I'm Dakota Jones. And I'm Eric DeMaio. And this is Friends Fascinated. If you like what you hear today, don't forget to review and subscribe. This episode, we're going to deep dive into U.S. government. But in a fun way. Politics? Maybe. We're going to try. That doesn't sound fun. <laughs> so this episode, as you have heard, we have more than just two friends today. We have four friends, and they are our husbands. Yep. We are severely, well, lightly juiced up with uh, mimosas, and mm-hmm. we are excited about it. But um, as most wives who are married to men know, uh, this could include a lot of burping. So hopefully we don't hear any of that. Thank you, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> Thank you. So today, as we said, we're going to cover uh, U.S. government, politics, and all that because um, me and Mackenzie were talking a little bit, and uh, we have some guilt from our childhoods that has uh, poured over into adulthood where we... We have no idea how the government works. Uh, Yeah, pretty much. So (laughs) (laughs) we uh, realized that a very, 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 very important election is coming up this year in November mm-hmm. and we realized that like terms would come up that we didn't understand or like people would complain about different like sections of the government that we didn't like know who to blame or like why things were happening or who to judge or how to make decisions because we didn't really understand how U.S. government works because <laughs> <laughs> I mean you could blame a lot of factors I suppose um, and the reason why we brought uh, the husbands in today is because they're smarter than us <laughs> Eric <laughs> maybe remembers more history and Dakota is up to date a little bit with politics and so we figured they could help move the conversation along with um, the things that me and Mackenzie know mm-hmm. nothing about and they might know something about and, and we researched stuff mm-hmm. so what I did is uh, I did some very general research on um, U.S. history and um, found a lot of shame and a lot of guilt for all the things that I did not, I'm not going to say I didn't learn them because we all learned them. Like, I don't know what grade, it's like third or fourth or fifth grade, you learned about like U.S. history and those sorts of things from like the beginning of America and well, how it was founded. But at that age, you have no grasp on the fact of, like, the things that you're going to need to know no, versus the like things you're never going to need to know. It does. It's like a story, and the details feel very tedious and unnecessary and out of our grasp as children anyway. Yes. And uh, basically what I remember is, at least in my childhood, I pretty vividly remember, at least in preschool, what I remember from U.S. history was, like, uh dressing up like pilgrims and Indians, and yep, yep, I said it, construction paper headdresses. Not great. And construction paper bonnets, and we would eat our snack time. <laughs> <laughs> and so I can remember, like, so if you would have asked me, like, two weeks ago what I thought about, like, how America was founded, I'm going to totally out myself, and yes, I should be ashamed. Today is about learning and growing and trying and finding my flaws and hopefully maybe being better someday. <laughs> But uh, if you asked me a couple weeks ago what I thought U.S. history was, uh, I would say there was the Mayflower boat that came over from, like, Britain or something, or maybe the U.K., somewhere in Europe. Maybe. Something like that. And it floated on over to the United States, but it wasn't the United States. It was just the... 
land, land yeah. <laughs> across the sea. And then they hit a rock or something, and they decided to put their ship there, and that's when they met the Indians, and the Indians uh, taught them how to grow corn and fish, and then they taught them about guns and, I don't know, like what would be considered like modern day stuff for pilgrims? I don't know. I don't know. And then uh, they all, like, shared a meal, and that was Thanksgiving, and that's, like, how America got started with people. And then, get this, what I was kind of thinking maybe was that pilgrims, there was, like, enough of them, because I didn't really know how many, but enough to, like, be, like, a little colony or something. They reproduced enough to then become the 13 colonies. Or, like, maybe other boats of pilgrims came over after they heard it was, like, safe or something. You thought... The entire United States was founded by one boat of ding-dongs that crashed into a rock? Mm, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when you say that, I don't think necessarily that's how it happened, oh but I don't God. know exactly. How it did. Exactly. Like, it, I'm telling you, that's what I would have said if someone had, like, a gun up to my head and said, if you don't try to tell me how the U.S. started, I will kill you. And I would be like, a boat, a rock. Thanksgiving. Corn. <laughs> yeah, corn. See, and for me, like, I don't feel like I ever learned much about the pilgrims, but yeah. if you asked me to start explaining U.S. history, I would have started around the time that, like, George Washington became president. Exactly. And then kind of gone forward from there, because that's kind of emphasis that I had. Because that's, like, kind of the government aspect, right? Because mm-hmm. that's when, you know, he was president. It's like when, when it was officially the U.S. Yeah. And it was independent and stuff. I would like to point out... Kenzie and I both took U.S. history courses in college, <laughs> and this is what she remembers. And it wasn't that long ago. I'm just saying, At I... least she didn't think it was populated by a boat. This <laughs> well, country's well, like 200 years come old. from people, and it's... Yeah. That's like it's two people ago. Life. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. No. <laughs> no. I, well, when you, yeah, when you... When you think about it really, really hard, you're like, okay, if my grandparents were in the 1920s... And then well, there's the had, whole, like, Ellis like, Island, and a lot of people came over. What's Ellis Island? Needless to say, okay. you missed a lot. Someone want to tell me that, what that uh, is? So Ellis, Ellis Island was the yeah. uh, the landing port for a lot of immigrants coming over. It's in New York City. It's, like, uh, where they checked in. I believe Ellis <gasps> Island currently holds the what? Statue of Liberty. I was going to say at something least near there's I'm going to sound real stupid, but I'm going to be vulnerable. No, this is what I was the thinking, public education like, that's like Titanic, does. right? Like, people... Nope. What? Mm. Did you so. think the Titanic uh, crashed no! into the Statue of Liberty? <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait a second, no. I... Well, okay, so if you remember the Titanic movie, it's like a whole bunch of people. Are they in Britain? That... I don't recall. I don't... But that would be like the 20s. Right? No. I, or like the teens, the nineteen no. teens. I think yeah, the tens or the twenties. It was pretty early on. The I Titanic think. has no significance on the government. It wasn't like well, no, I it wasn't that, people. But I thought those were like immigrant. Maybe they wanted. To I don't think no, they those were. were a bunch it was, of like, it was a pleasure cruise. Yeah. Well, I I meant I didn't mean the Titanic, but I meant likened to. What you, what do you mean you don't mean the Titanic? <laughs> the I, other Titanic. Other yeah. other cruise ships. No, this that was. <laughs> I, I, well, let's, let's, no, it's okay. Let's. I'm sorry. The Titanic is not related to this at all. Okay, I'll just say wood that. boats. Got it. Sure. <laughs> yeah, very large ships that brought people 
crammed together, ready to start a new life and escape Britain because they didn't believe in their... They basically believed that Britain government had too much power over the people. So that's why we're so big on freedom because we don't want to get in that situation again. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. The original pilgrims came over to escape religious persecution. Yes. That's why they came over in the first place. Yes. I didn't know that. Which... Yeah, if you guys would have guessed, isn't that the story that you heard? Like, Native Americans and pilgrims shared a meal. That's how we have Thanksgiving. Yeah, when we were younger, that's the story yeah. that you hear. But as that's you get the one I remember, because it sounds nice. Rainbows and butterflies. It exactly. Sugarcoating it. Exactly. Yeah. So, I did some research into U.S. history, and I have a very general, 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 general outline of the timeline of um, how things in America started. Okay. Roughly, 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 uh, into like when like World War One happened. Okay, it's a pretty good timeline. Yeah, I got I got the important chunks. Let's do it. And then I'm gonna rip apart George Washington, but we'll get there. Okay, so the very first um, like colony or like established area was called Jamestown in Virginia. Mm -hmm. Okay, sounds right. And they had tobacco and rice plantations. And since they had all of these farms, um, it kind of established different zones and areas into the, the 13 colonies, as we know, which I guess in early America, I don't know how quickly those came together, 13 colonies. Well, if we follow the timeline of Columbus sailing the ocean blue. Yeah. What year? That was four, I know it's ninety two. I don't remember the first part. That doesn't that rhyme. That was like fourteen ninety two. Fourteen ninety two. Exactly. That's like that's like three hundred years. It's the math before. It's yeah. three hundred and twenty years. But we have a whole bunch of conflicts okay. between Columbus. Oh yeah, and we the don't colonies. like him. Yeah. Yeah. But he he quote unquote discovered America is what they say, but that's not true. Or not America, but the land. The New World, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And that was the land in America, but he was in the Bahamas. You guys should do an episode on Columbus. What a <laughs> monster. Yeah. Real yeah. piece of garbage. Oh, horrible man. I've heard things, but it does sound fun to tear apart political people from our we history. We love well, tearing apart garbage men. Well, yes. he's not even political. He's an idiot. Anyway, sorry. Um, okay, so those colonies had their own governments established. And mind you, the people who were coming over were... A mix of pilgrims, but just like colonists, Mm -hmm. Um, people who came over from Europe, usually in general, they came over on boats, they heard of religious freedom, like Eric mentioned. Um, Apparently, the pilgrims, side note, they went to Holland and Amsterdam first. They were like, nah. They said, (laughs) (laughs) they actually, um, there wasn't enough freedom for them Mm. to prosper as in America, because this Holland is... probably had their stuff. Uh, this is me totally guessing, but Holland had more like structure put together. But America was more like a free for all. So if they wanted to start farms or plantations, they could make a lot more money yeah. over in America because it was run by the colonists, and they really did. I mean, they had their own governments, but it was new governments, and it was basically things melded together from what they wanted. From what they didn't get in Europe, but mostly Britain. For sure. Are we still in like the 1400s? Uh, this is like the 1700s. Okay, so we're jumping ahead. I just wanted to clarify. Yes. Okay. I I was never going to start from Columbus. Columbus. <laughs> that was that's many. Fine. That's fine. I just talked like, a lot about pilgrims, and in my head, I'm in the 1700s. Yes. No. So, um, and then 
Oh, an interesting note. So all these colonies were being formed. They had their own governments. And then around the 1770s, one-fifth of the population was slaves in America. Oh, Isn't that insane? That's rough. That's real rough. Yeah. I did not realize Talk that. Talk about either. an awkward boat ride. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's that's the mimosa talking. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not wrong. Yeah. Not I wrong. mean, that's awful. It's crazy to think basically what their goals from coming to America was, was to take advantage of their land and freedom but with slaves no for sure the opportunity of this virgin land was the ability to oppress others and do whatever you want yeah it's awful horrific um but i just thought that was an interesting fact based on like our like demographics in america and how our population is like made up of minorities of all sorts and i feel like one-fifth i don't know in fact what our breakdown is I don't currently know what it is. Of our demographics in the United States yeah. today? Yeah. I will try to find out. I know diversity's going up. That's good to hear. Yeah. Except we still have people like you, Miss 98% European. <laughs> I haven't admitted that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. We yes. are very white. Yes. Very white. Uh, we did a Everyone in this room is white. I know very this is white. a podcast, but yeah. Uh, we did 23andMe, and I figured out that I am the whitest white person in the world, and I am ashamed of all my ancestors. Yeah. Or not uh, mixing it up. Yeah. And then again, not to throw us into the weeds, but when you started researching this and you said, did you know that America used to be owned by Britain? And I was like, do you know your ancestry, <laughs> Miss London girl? <laughs> my dad actually, and again, I don't know how accurate this is, but my dad said that one of my distant relatives fought alongside George Washington. But again... That's what my dad said. We'll call that one a maybe. Does that, one, <laughs> yeah. does that, does that have a name? Maybe? He gave me Can the name. Can we verify His that? name is Convenient McGee. <laughs> I'm going to go with Convenient the, uh... white privilege historical false memory. Michael <laughs> Jones is the most common name ever. So yeah. I'm going to go with the uh, the old internet adage, picks or it didn't happen. For yeah. real. For real. I might... Uh, mm, George Washington for sure had an Instagram. <laughs> you can follow him. Yeah. But yes, I I knew that there was like, I okay, I knew but I didn't know that America, when it was the 13 colonies, was technically ruled over by Britain, yeah. who at the time had a king and his own army. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, who has a wonderful rendition in Hamilton. Wonderful rendition. Wonderful. If you haven't seen Hamilton, please go watch it. Mm-hmm. Very, Very good. good. Um, and then <clears throat> the the British soldiers helped the colonies fight for more land in America. Um, mm-hmm. I, I guess it, it was the French people who owned a whole bunch of the, like, what we know as the, maybe like the Midwest or close, kind of close to the 13 colonies, yeah. but inward towards the West. French and the Spanish, yeah. Yes, and so Britain came over and helped the colonies fight in the French-Indian War, and they won. And then Britain tried to tax the colonies, after they helped them win the war, over all of their trade with Mm -hmm. all the plantations that they had going, all the money they were making. Britain's like, hey, remember you belong to us? Taxation, bro. I want to get a piece of that pie. And then they said... Dump the tea. (laughs) No taxation. Uh, no taxation without representation. That's why we have them here. Which, did you know that Washington, D.C., ironically, is a district of Columbia and does not have representation even though they're taxed? 
And that is still a problem to this day. Wait, representation in... Washington, D.C. is not a state. It is a district of Columbia, which means that they have to pay taxes, but they do not have a representative in Congress. They do get votes in the Electoral College, though. Hey, we'll look at that. Are you sure they're not in Congress? We're jumping too far ahead because I don't know what those things mean. They definitely don't have representation, but you can Google that. Fact check me. Okay, and then Mackenzie was right. Yo-ho, the Boston Tea Party. I got there. Woo! Which, um, again, was one of the things I didn't really know too much about, except that they said, like, no taxation without representation. And then, like, they poured tea into a... They threw in the harbor. And yeah. killed a bunch of people. Did they? It's in Assassin's I, Creed. I think the Boston... <laughs> very much so it was. I think the Boston Massacre was not too long after. And when yes. we say the Boston Massacre, there's heavily air-quoted around that because I think four people died. Yeah. Oh. If that. Oh. I th- wasn't you know, one of them like a dog or something? Too? I think, yeah. I don't remember. Wait. It was pitiful. Do you anyway. know, what is the Boston Massacre? I think the, the Boston Massacre was a protest of sorts, basically following the no taxation without representation, and it got to the point where shots were fired and some people died, but it was like four people, and so massacre. Five. Little, five people. Nice. Excuse me, I was pretty close. It literally says, okay, massacre some more information where British soldiers shot and killed several people. (laughs) Several. Several. Five. Interesting. So basically at this point, uh, the colonists are butting heads with the British basically over money. And then they dump all the tea into the harbor because they didn't want it taxed. Mm -hmm. They spilled the tea. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Parliament, British Parliament, tried to strip Massachusetts of their right to self-government because they were still under the rule of the British. Um, And then that triggered leaders from all 13 colonies to gather and create uh, the first, like, a Constitutional Congress. That. And they eventually worked together to create the Constitution, which is something I need to know more about. I have a copy of it upstairs. What? Why? Yeah. I have a mini, like, little book version. That's pretty cool. Have you yeah. read it? Hmm. Uh, I mean, I've skimmed it. <laughs> <laughs> Mackenzie. Yes. Since you have the laptop, will you pull up the, the Constitution? Constitution? Also, like did you figure out Wikipedia? about DC? Maybe look up Constitution highlights. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> spark notes. Starting with. Washington, D.C., you're correct. They do not have any representation in Congress or the House of Representatives. Yeah. They do get votes in the Electoral College, which I find interesting, mm-hmm. unlike other people. Well, there's still a body of people, but, yeah, they're not technically a state. Correct. Yeah. Oh, like Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is a territory. That's another part of Kenzie's research that she did. Oh, my apologies. Ooh. No need to step in your lane. Sorry. I'm so excited <laughs> to learn more. Mm-hmm. So the Constitution of the United States is the supreme law of the United States of America. The Constitution, originally compromised of seven articles, delineates the national frame of government. Yeah. Helpful. Helpful. So it's like a documentation of organization. Yeah, so the first three articles embody the doctrine of the separation of power. Ooh. The federal government is divided into three branches, the legislative, (gasps) the judicial, the bicambrial Congress, and the executive. Oh. Which, the bicambrial, that's just Congress, so legislative Congress. I think by bicambrial, they mean the House of Representatives and the Senate. Two parts. And Congress. 
Mm. Is that what you just said? I think I think that they're in, they're one and the same. Okay. So you have the House of Representatives, which mm-hmm. is one part of the bicambrial part, and then you have the Senate. So two different pieces. Okay. Oh, yes, you're right. Sorry. Congress is the House of Representatives and the Senate combined. Mm-hmm. The things you didn't know. Ba-ba-bum. Still trying to learn. Any more info you want on the Constitution? I guess not. Not dog. Cool. It's a sick document. I think it's technically still a living document. Technically, but we haven't updated it in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, Like a hundred years? Yeah, Yeah, what was the last? Well, it's too convenient to justify it to oppose amendments as a impose (laughs) against like changing it for the better you know what i mean it's too mm-hmm. hard to get a new yeah. change it's unconstitutional passed. that kind of stuff oh. they had one where they were like alcohol is illegal and then like two amendments later they were like alcohol is fine, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> we're ready to party and we're sorry for the inconvenience <laughs> <laughs> essentially yeah. because alcohol is good yeah it is good uh continue with your timeline though i'm so interested okay so i think we jumped forward a little bit because the constitution wasn't put into place until like 17 17- 89. That's okay. So we had conflict at the Boston Tea Party, and then we have... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so we left off at the spot where the 13 colonies, like leaders, gathered together to coordinate the resistance against Britain. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they were called the Congress, like the first Congress. Um, and they called to boycott the British trade and the new rules. Um, and then uh, the U.S., claimed independence from Britain, and that began the Revolutionary War. So it was kind of a short period of time between, like, the Boston Tea Party, the Constitution, like, or I guess the people who are working on the Constitution, like, to resist, like, triggers the Revolutionary War, which is actually pretty helpful because I knew about the Revolutionary War, but I wasn't sure about the timeline or what triggered it because, frankly... People name drop so many wars when you learn about history that I feel like they were all blending together in all of my memories, and so I didn't really know exactly what this one was for, but it's very interesting. So apparently, sorry, I'm interrupting. Please do. The Constitution was last updated in 1992. Oh, dear. Boom! To prevent members of Congress from granting themselves pay raises. Hey! (laughs) Of course. That's a pretty dope ruling, though. Yeah, it's pretty it's nice. the right ruling. I'd like to rule that I get a lot of soft-serve ice cream. <laughs> oh, I guess I should finish the sentence. Granting themselves pay raises during the current session. Rather, any raises that are adopted must take effect during the next session of Congress. Well, isn't that a nice big loophole? I'm so isn't glad it? that what they're working on in the Constitution is about their pay. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's very important. And it's the first update in the last... The last update before that was 30 years before. But think and it's been 30 years since an update. Yeah. I'm curious, can we see what that last update before the money the one 67? was? 67? Yeah. Uh, the Maybe 25th Amendment clarifies what happens upon death, removal, or resignation of the president or vice president and how the presidency is temporarily filled if the president becomes disabled and cannot fulfill the responsibilities of the office. Okay, oh. so something that actually yeah, matters. Something important. Yeah. Versus yeah. more money. Yeah. yeah. So you can see we kind of took a misstep there. Also, who the F wouldn't vote for a pay raise? For themselves? Yeah. Only well, if yeah, they're exactly. going to get reelected. But yeah. I, I wish mean, I could negotiate that in my contract. I'm sure that there yeah. are congressmen and women that are somewhat good at what they do and also have some kind of integrity and are like, yeah. we get paid plenty. 
let's just work on other let's things. Let's move along. That's a big maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I can hope. Big fat maybe. I can hope that people aren't completely garbage. Yeah. And then Mr. G.W. walks in for the Revolutionary War as a general. He was very instrumental. And he uh, fought for the Union side. Wait. Wrong war. <laughs> he was not alive for the Union. He... he fought for the U.S. in the French-Indian War, did he not? He fought in well, a lot he's of in wars. the Revolutionary War. He, did, he was oh. in the Revolutionary War, but okay. I think that he ascended to the position of general from the French and Indian War. He was also in Hamilton? No big deal. He was really? in Hamilton. I don't remember that. What? It's like the best song be, in the I play. I have discovered a, a flaw in myself. And that it you is can't that remember if anything? someone mentions U.S. history or someone's wearing a white wig, my head turns off. This <laughs> guy's on the head. dollar bill. Are you kidding? <laughs> he's on the dollar bill and the quarter. It. Yeah. I must be forgiven for what I have done. I couldn't even list all the presidents. Well, all the people on all the bills. Really? I don't I think I could either. could get close. I think I might be able to get I know. Close. What are Not they? all of them are presidents. We obviously have a lot to cover, but can we, can yeah, we test this? Yeah, let's move on. Okay. Oh, okay. No, sure. I, I want to test it. Oh, sorry. I misread. Who's so, conf- most confident? We should I think start I can with do it. I think Eric I is. Okay, Eric you boys do it all. together then. With okay. Starting with the $1 bill. $1 bill? GW. Yeah, GW. Okay, $5. Hamilton. What about the two dollars? No, is it Jackson on the five? Uh, Jackson's no, on the five. Jackson's on the twenty. You already messed Jackson's up. On the the 20. five is Lincoln. Five, maybe. The ten is Hamilton. The fifty is Grant. The hundred is Franklin, who is not ever a president. It's a Benji. It's a Benji. <laughs> it's a Benji. It's a Benji for a reason. Yeah. I want to name a dog Benji. You can. Uh, that's like the most. First one of, of all, the you have to convince me to get I a dog. Yeah. I'm not getting a dog. I take it back. Take um, it back. As far as coins go, those are ones that I'm a little bit rusty on. Those I know. Lincoln's on the penny. Yep. Okay. Who's on the quarter? Nickel first. G W. Really? Yeah. On the nickel? Yeah. Oh no, on the quarter. I said on the quarter. The nickel, I believe, is Jefferson as well. It might be Jefferson. The dime, I do not remember offhand. Ugly boy. Nobody wants dimes. I think. Kennedy is on a bunch of the Dimes 50 are better than nickels. I agree. Compact, worth more, thin, skinny. Heavy. <laughs> skinny. <laughs> okay. On coins. The nickel's not listed. Um, What's up with who that? Who wants nickels? Fairly certain it's Jefferson. Okay. Penny. He's also on the two. The penny is Abraham Lincoln. The nickel is Thomas Jefferson. The dime, Franklin Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. Quarter is George Washington. 50 cents. John Kennedy. F. Kennedy. Oh, Kennedy. oh Kennedy. That with Kennedy. Kennedy. The dollar. You can see the jawline. I think I want to guess on the dollar, and I think There's that it's Eisenhower was on a lot of them. We got Lady Liberty, uh-huh. the first woman to vote. Do you know who that is? The first woman to vote? I don't offhand. No. Which... Susan B. Anthony. Oh, I, mean, I should have okay. known that. I didn't know that. I, I say it judgmentally. I didn't know. Hmm. Uh, and then Sacagawea. Sacagawea. I want to say that there is a silver dollar that has... There, uh, yeah, there's more than that. Yeah. We're trying to justify your here. wrong answers. Yeah. I, I swear that I have a dollar that has Eisenhower on it Nobody somewhere. wants to know about your okay. fake currency. Paper. <laughs> on the bills. On the bills. The one dollar, we got George Washington. Okay. The two dollar. Did anyone guess that? Jefferson. It was Jefferson. They don't make those anymore, though. Uh, the five dollar bill was Lincoln. Mm-hmm. That one I knew. <laughs> uh, Ten dollar, Hamilton. Handboy. Yep. Handboy. The $20, Andrew Jackson. What a garbage human being. The $50 bill. I said Grant. You were right. And then 100 is, in fact, Benji. 
Okay. I know we're so deep in the weeds, but also there's rumors that the 20 uh, who has Jackson on it might be replaced by uh, Rosa Parks. Thank Is that God. right? I really hope well, so because that would be a the ultimate slap in the face to Andrew Jackson. The no, garbage sure. I've seen a has. lot of TikToks Why do we putting hate stamps on slave owner. Oh, he was a yeah. slave owner super and slave owner. be super Ooh. racist. And the Trail of Tears was basically because of him. Yeah, dude. Wow, yeah. what a great segue! Because I just brought up George Washington. Also a slave. Owner. Also a garbage human also being. Yes, George really? Washington. Um, first received his uh, slaves when his father willed them to him when he was just 11 years old. As an 11-year-old child, he had 10 slaves of his own. One for most of his birthdays. Yes, and keep in mind when the... This is what I remembered. Why was he in Hamilton? He was the president. Um, Interesting thing about George, he never had his own children, and it's because... Really? Well, back then, I they mean, if of. we think coronavirus is bad, back then they didn't have vaccines for any freaking thing that <laughs> came yeah. in. He only lived to 65. Yes. So he, uh, I think they said he had like, he was 6'2". Oh, wow. Wow. Got height. Google Abe's height. I want to know that. Too. He's Ooh. a very tall man. I want to see what his dunk is. We have this weird thing in our friend group where we're very excited about knowing people's height. It's just me. It's Dude, just all me. actors are so short. 6'4". Six, four. That's without the hat. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Boy, I got stretch. Hey, he honey. was the Civil War president. Ah. Honest, are you honest, Abe? <laughs> <laughs> are you wearing heels? Are you two guys stacked on top of each other? <laughs> okay. So, George Washington was a slave owner by the age of 11, as we covered, uh, with 10 slaves that he kept basically his whole life. And then in uh, 59, 1759... Uh, he purchased at least eight more. Oh, God. Jesus. He was only 25. Like, personally? Yeah. Yeah. Like what? He... That doesn't surprise me. me. Yes. It's still, yeah. though, like an auction for a future president. Just, I don't know. I know. Isn't that disgusting? Well, he wasn't president yeah. yet. Well, I know, but still. Yeah. Know. I mean, historically and speaking, a lot of our presidents were slave owners. Yeah. Yes. Outwardly, he supported the abolition of slavery. So hmm. he didn't want it to happen, which is why I confused it and thought he fought for the union, but I must be blending together other things that I read. Okay. But basically, he openly didn't support it, which he was probably one of those garbage human beings, which was like, I feed them, so that means we have a good relationship yeah. or something. And I like, don't think it's right, but I'm still going to keep them. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. They're happy. Look so, it, yeah, it's yeah. just laziness. It's awful. Yeah. Um, and in fact... Jumping ahead in his life, uh, the last three years of his life, uh, some of his slaves fled to freedom in 1796, and he spent the last three years of his life trying to hunt them down Great. and bring them back. And uh, I'm glad that he wasted three years of his life. Yes. Well, he sounds like, like he was actively doing who had shirts. daddy issues and was trying to... Fill a hole in his Dude, heart. come with the receipts. What about his teeth? Oh, what about yes. the teeth? Yes. So, yes, Dakota and I have already covered this, so he has the spoilers. What were his teeth made out of? Uh, wood, obviously. Was it like a cherry tree or something? Obviously. I'm I sorry. I think he had a bunch of different teeth. Like, uh, he had a bunch of different teeth. But I've heard it's a teeth. whole myth. Yeah, it's the whole a, thing. The whole is thing it? is a myth, I believe. Hit him. Hit him with it. 
Were they other people's Did teeth? Did he have any teeth? Oh, they were other people's teeth. <gasps> oh, hey, no. slaves? Washington ruined his teeth using them to crack walnut shells. And the denture. What a dummy. I know. The denture. Have you ever heard of a nutcracker, George? (laughs) (laughs) Or a hammer? Or under your shoe? Anyway. The dentures he had created were made out of lots of things, but not wood. Instead, they came largely from human teeth pulled from the mouths of poor and enslaved workers. They also came from ivory, cow teeth, and lead. And they had a spring in the back to help him open and close his teeth. Good because, Lord. I mean, modern day dentures, right? They have like glue and you like suction them to the top of your mouth. Well, uh, or the bottom. I, I saw a picture poisoning. of these We can teeth, only hope. And they basically look like a metal, like, you know, those wind up little teeth chompers <laughs> with yeah, feet? Yeah, yeah. Well, it kind of looked like those without feet because it had a spring and they were sitting open. And they just look like these gnarly, nasty, mismatched teeth all in, like, rounded rows. Jesus. And it, they say that you can never find, like, him. I mean, this is probably accurate to most generals or men back then needing to be seen in a better light. But you would never see him represented as someone who smiled. That's because his yeah. teeth were freaking nasty. That and he was an got ugly to be hoe. the world's worst grill. I have, to, yeah. I have to ask, does someone have these teeth somewhere? I Well, I, think, I, I saw a, a picture, but I don't know if it was a... It might be like a re- recreation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was... I hope that someone has his teeth on their mantle and just exactly. displays it for the world. Oh, yeah, I've got George Washington's garbage teeth. I hope they're living in a urinal. <laughs> that, too. I mean... Thanks for the founding fathers or whatever, but Christ. Some of the founding fathers were garbage people, let's be honest. Yeah, so. Hence the garbage situation we're in now. That's where I stopped with my George Washington research, because I was like, disgusting on all counts. He had stinky breath and a stinky attitude. To his (laughs) livelihood. Yes. Um, Okay, and then, I don't know if this was during or around the time of the Revolutionary War, but uh, Jefferson bought the Louisiana Purchase. To literally purchased Louisiana. Yeah, only Louisiana. No, it, it well expanded the U.S. a lot. Yeah. yeah, and that was a fifteen million dollar purchase. Didn't he get Very it for nice. like five cents on the acre, twenty five cents on the I acre? I think it Sounds was like eight it. cents on the acre, or something cents. like that. What yeah. a deal! It's yeah, he scored a huge deal mm-hmm. on that. And I think even the French helped them cut a deal or something. I think they purchased Did it you from know the it was French. A war? Yeah, Is that why they gave us the Statue of Liberty? I think they gave us the Statue of Liberty to celebrate our independence. Ooh. I think we were friends by then. Right? I think the French helped us in our fight against Britain. All I know is that we let that, that Statue of Liberty rot in like a warehouse for like three years. That's why it's green. Yeah. Really? It was, I believe it was bronze. No, they, they gave it to us and we didn't have the resources or the inclination to put it together. So we just let it sit in a warehouse oh. forever. Or I think it was just the yard. It was just like outside. And then, I don't know, maybe I'm missing some stuff, because I skipped over to 1861, which is like a hundred more years. Yeah, that's That's like right around the time that the Civil War was about to start. That is. Yes. Um, So basically, obviously people know, Civil War was about slavery, North versus South. Yep. Union. Confederacy. Confederacy. Fighting against each other. Blues versus the Greys. Yes. And thank... All that is holy that the Union won, although 
that didn't necessarily help the enslaved experience for a very long time. For real. As people still were holding people hostage, like they already were. Still are. Yeah, well, yeah, (laughs) and uh, that is something that, of course, you have to touch on in American history because a lot of the things that you can't deny in modern times is the Black Lives Matter movement Mm -hmm. and how uh, we need to take that very much into account every time we vote and think about our nation's future. Well, and if we look at the American education system, they do a very good job, in my experience, of saying, like, oh, slavery was so bad and we were so good for realizing that and getting rid of it and yeah. everything's been great ever since. Yeah. Didn't it take us like a hundred years to ratify the civil rights movement in general? Cause, I believe so. So it was 1865 is when the Civil War ended mm-hmm. and then like a hundred years later in the 1960s we start having the start civil... Start having like Start having the... And, yeah. yeah. The, uh, it's bad. If you want to call it that. I yeah. mean there are still textbooks that I hear about in Texas that say that refer to slaves as laborers yeah which is like <laughs> they uh, would acknowledge that it happened wrong <laughs> yeah yep it's yeah, bad it's bad i'm sorry everyone yeah super awful and i mean i think that's those are the general outlines of yeah. where kind of america five started episodes about each of those is that the end of our little timeline yeah okay cool yeah so i i feel like i learned at least the organization of those thoughts because mm-hmm. again I very poorly absorbed some of those things from my childhood, but did not have a grasp on their order and where we came from and why. And I love the fact that America seems like a melting pot. I mean, mainly it was just Europeans at first. And uh, it's just nice to know that. I don't know. It's helpful knowledge to know that we came from Britain and didn't want to have, like, a leader and were fighting for what we wanted. But also, I see why we're a capitalist society, because it seems like it was all about money-grabbing and free land and free farming. Well, the the country was built on opportunity, for sure. Yeah. And people wanted the least amount of restrictions for that opportunity. And it seems like that's still how our nation is trying to run right now, which is insane. Well, that's that's how stuff goes, you know? The establishment is made for that, so. It's not, everything isn't about money. Well... People seem mm, to. That's all people. people seem to care about. Yeah, it's. Scary. I actually just saw an article that the three like most wealthy people in America profited off of the pandemic we're currently experiencing. Oh, absolutely. The first six months. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Companies it. like Amazon. Who Go thrived. Bezos. Well, mil- it was literally Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, and Elon Musk absolutely. were the three people that benefited the most from the yep. pandemic. Yeah. And they give less than a day's salary towards a uh, good cause and. Leave it at that. That's supposed to help everything. Yeah. Anyway, if we wanted to circle back on uh, demographics, I did look them up. If Ooh, we wanted thank to look you. at how white America is, answer, 73%. Ooh, wow. Oh, yeah. So. Hey, we're the Indians. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. 0.8%. Oh, wow. wow. We uh, obliterated them. Yeah. Well done. Jesus. Uh, yeah. So then um, some of the larger groups would be Hispanic or Latino at 17.6%. It's really 0.8% for Native Americans? That's what it says. Well, oh. so there is the distinction of people that claim one race versus people that claim two or more races. Oh. So, um, but only 3% claim two or more races. Wow. Um, so black or African American is 12.7% and then Asian is 5.4% and then it trickles down from there. But 73% white. 
Yeah. Like Literally, us. the people that were here first yeah. make up less than 1%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that's 17, uh, 2017 data. Yeah. Well. And we're just about to hit our 2020 census numbers, so right. it's probably going to go down from there. I kind of we'll agree. see. Yeah. I'm so. taking a, uh Indigenous Ways of Knowing class, and we learn about the epistemology of Indigenous people, which makes me sound like a jackass, but it actually just means it's the study of knowledge acquisitions hmm. amongst the uh, Native American people and things like that. And we just read a chapter on a book about how the colonists who came over here and basically oppressed and killed all the Indians... Uh, basically only one, not because of superior power and, like, ingenuity, it's because of, like, microbes and, like, Mm -hmm. basically Indians for the first time ever, Indians for the first time ever were shown horses Mm -hmm. and, like, they grew way too much and destroyed their ecosystem and killed themselves if they weren't already killed by, you know, aggressive colonists, if not uh, microbes killing them. I think you lost me there. So you said they're... So they their advancements overgrew. They over killed. So Europeans came over, mm-hmm. and they brought not only microbes that killed them, smallpox and all that stuff that oh, we hear about, uh-huh. but also economic advancement that boomed tribes like the Cherokee into basically overhunting mm. buffalo to the point of extinct, almost point of extinction, to the point where their numbers swelled into like the thirty thousands or something. like so that. So rather than but, like living off the earth in a way that provides. As needed. Yeah. They I mean, were, if, if your people are yeah. founded on hunting the herd and then you overhunt the herd, you're dead. Yeah. So it's not a direct causation of extinction, but it is. There's a lot of factors. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. That's insane. Yeah. I hate it. So Jet went through the history of kind of how the government maybe got to where it is and yeah. some of the key people and factors involved. And I kind of focus more on modern government and the way it's set up as well as some of the nuances of voting. Um, And this is where I would love to give you guys free reign to mansplain as much as possible, including you, Mackenzie, mansplain to me um, (laughs) about what all of these things are because I desperately need to know all these, like, definitions of how things are broken down in our government so I know how to vote. Well, Well, let's let's explain it. Yeah, this is kind of how this came about. I would say, I think you and I were talking about basically how little we know Mm -hmm. um and kind of acknowledging that voting is coming up and that we are very uh uneducated on certain aspects of it i'd like to take a second to say if you have the ability to go vote it's your civic duty go vote. it doesn't matter who you vote for we're not going to judge you but please go vote agreed i don't care who it is for Mm -hmm. just go vote yep absolutely so i'll start by kind of explaining some of the key pieces of the government so So, first off government is the rules and institutions to function as a unified society which is different technically from politics which is how power is distributed in the government Mm, so i think they're using synonyms a lot and they are technically different Mm -hmm. i'd say very different very different yeah so helpful the u.s is a two-party system mm-hmm. so we have um republicans and democrats republicans are typically more conservative whereas democrats are more liberal we are a and this is where it gets a little confusing because we are a republic which means we elect representatives to govern us and we're also a democracy which means that citizens are allowed to participate by voting and you know campaigning for people they want to be voted for um volunteering in polls and protesting things like that mm-hmm. so we're technically a republic dem- democracy 
And then we have Republicans and Democrats, which uh, I find confusing. Democratic <laughs> Republic. <laughs> a Democratic Republic. It's very confusing. Yes, I that think one. the biggest thing is that when we said no taxation without representation, we wanted to have some kind of representation. Yeah, we wanted to make our opinion to matter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then uh, one note is that anarchy is people that don't support the government or that it's no government, kind of, no. is how I would explain it, which I didn't really understand what that meant. So Anarchy? Yeah, it's a yeah. political view. Didn't really understand that. Yeah. So then we have um, Congress, which is uh, contains 535 seats, uh, which includes the House of Representatives and the Senate. So the Senate has 100 senators, two from each state. Mm. So that's equally spread um, throughout the country. Mm-hmm. And they have a six-year term. And then there's the House of Representatives. And there are 435 of them. Wow. Ooh. And those are congressmen and women, is what they are called. Uh, they have two-year terms. And one thing I thought was interesting is they have no term limit. They can just hold those seats forever if they are continually voted for. Yep. Which is interesting because we have term limits on things like the president for reasons. Does the Senate have, or is it all of it, the Senate and Congress? Supreme, the I Senate, I believe, is a lifelong term, I, is it not? Senate is six years. Six years. Six years. So it's longer. So it, it does have a term limit, though. Oh, I was thinking of the Supreme uh, Court. I actually I'm don't sorry. know. Let me check. Yeah, the Supreme Court, I don't believe, has a limit. And while Kenzie's looking that up, I'd actually like to recognize uh, the loss of our Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who passed away just this past weekend, which really mm. bums yeah. everyone out. She was one of the first uh, female representatives uh, in the Supreme Court. Uh, she was a Harvard graduate. She worked out until her last days, and she survived cancer twice and inspired really, really amazing women like AOC, Rashida Tlaib, uh, Stacey Abrams, and other really important uh, members of Congress and representatives of our country, and it's a it's a big loss. It really sucks. Yeah, she died of like uh, pancreatic, pancreatic cancer. Cancer. Yeah. yeah, that's what I read. Super sad. Yeah, she was sad. like like eighty seven and did a lot for yeah. women's rights. And, yeah. yeah, she was a badass woman. Yeah, she was awesome. Rest in peace, RBG, for sure. For real. The Senate also does not have term limits, based on my very quick Google search. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, RGB was appointed by Bill Clinton. Oh, wow. Long time ago. Long time ago. Oh, yeah. And so that that's the Supreme Court, though, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. A different part of the government, different. but still... Different branch. Yep. But still a higher up part of government, nonetheless. Yep. So the Senate, as I said, uh, there are two senators per state, and then the House of Representatives have representation based on the state's population. So places like California have a lot of people in the House of Representatives for their state, whereas people like Alaska have, I think, one. Mm-hmm. So it's distributed based on population, and then they, of course, have votes and different polls and things. What? I might be jumping ahead of here a little bit, but do our territories have senators or representatives? I don't think I so. I do not believe so. Let me verify. Yeah. If there were, could you imagine how loud Puerto Rico's representative well, would just, be? I just find it interesting because they're governed by us nonetheless, but they don't get that representation. Ah, dog. Taxation without representation! No, that's yeah. You're you're correct. They do not have representation in Congress uh, or anything, which I'm going to talk about when we get to voting because it massively pisses me off. Because um, they I'm are technically U.S. Feel. citizens. Yeah. Oh, you'll get your chance. Okay, I'll drink more. <laughs> <laughs> Hit us. I may have confused things. Okay. I need I'm ready. You to drop okay. Some fix it. There is no representation in the Senate. 
four territories. But the House of Representatives has six non-voting members consisting of five delegates and one resident commissioner, one delegate for each D.C., Guam, Virgin Islands, American Samoa, and Commonwealth of Mariana Islands. Hmm. So, but the key and point of that the is the resident commissioner is Puerto Rico. Yeah. Correct. Non-voting. So they have representation, but they don't get to vote? They don't have representation. So they don't, so they have, don't rep- have representation. They don't have representation. They have a cone they can scream into. Or they have people yeah. that say, hey, this is how I feel it should be, but mm-hmm. that doesn't actually do anything. Yeah. Correct. Cool. So then there, so you probably heard a lot about how there's checks and balances in the government in school. At least yes. I did. Mm-hmm. I, I've never, like I kind of got that, but didn't really get it. So there's the legislature, the executive branch, and the ju- judicial branch. So the legislature makes laws. So that's like Congress and the House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. The executive branch is the president mm-hmm. and his staff, so the VP and the cabinet. Mm-hmm. And basically I would treat that as like the CEO of the U.S. where he has a lot of pull, but he doesn't get the final say in everything that happens. Not entirely true. He has the ability to do this thing called a pocket veto, where if the legislative branch puts forth a bill or a law mm-hmm. and he doesn't agree with it, he can basically brush it aside until the voting session is over and nothing happens with it. See, and I there's a couple of those pieces that I'm a little confused about because I was under the impression that there is the, the third branch then can overrule his veto they can but it seems like there is a lot of give and take with a lot of these things oh sure with where a certain branch can say oh no this law is bad but Mm -hmm. the other branch can say no it's a good thing we want it to happen yeah but it's a lot of fighting with each other well yeah and the the big part of this is that for a lot of things to happen you have to have a majority that all agree and people never agree and there's a lot of people that are all gonna have different opinions so a lot of things just sit and nothing happens because no one can come to any majority that's because we have a two-party system for sure absolutely and that we we on record i think have the most un um unproductive congress oh, I'm right sure. now of ever I'm they sure. pass like the least amount of bills yeah because it's going to be a relatively even split which means there's rarely a majority yeah um and then so the third branch is the jid Judicial. The judicial branch. And they are kind of unofficially known as having the least amount of power. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like the Supreme Court. And they are in charge of like interpreting the law and making decisions um, regarding what's already the law. <laughs> Why for some reason do I, I imagine the Supreme Court being that one skit from Key and Peel where there's Obama and then his angry filter Obama. I've not seen this. <laughs> I haven't seen it either. It's yeah. great. Basically, one of the guys follows You've around Obama. You've never seen Angry Obama? No. no. What? It's fantastic. I haven't seen hardly any. Basically, he'd be like, someone would come in the room and tell him something important and presidential, like, the world is about to be nuked. And he'd be like, say That's something fine. presidential. He'd be like, I understand what you have given me, and I will make do and figure out how to stop it. And then his angry Obama self would be like, I can't believe this is mother effing gonna happen. And I'm so upset. This is so stressful. I'm so mad. It's fantastic. We'll have to watch this later. Um, But anyway, so those are like the three checks and balances where they all have different ways of having power and one or the other can basically overrule another's yeah. decision and it's it's supposed to be balanced so that no one power has more power than the other well not even that just that like one branch will check another for one reason but then it'll be flipped or yeah there's a lot of uh yeah. give and take in that way 
Um, Remind me to tell you about a big old loophole with that later on. I don't want to interrupt, though. Okay. Um, so then the checks and balances, and I kind of mentioned this earlier, the U.S. was super afraid of the government having too much power, which is a big part of why they left Britain in the first place, because mm-hmm. they thought Britain had too much power. So they For were sure. trying to do the opposite of everything Britain had done. One example, and this is relevant because it happened recently, even though it's crazy rare, uh, the House of Representatives can impeach a president, but the Senate has the decision to remove that president from office. Mm -hmm. So recently, President Trump was impeached, but not removed from office because the House chose to impeach him, but the Senate did not basically agree. Because of Republican majorities. Yep. And so uh, he was not removed from office and therefore, which this makes no sense to me, he can then run for president as an impeached president. Yep. That's weird to yeah. me. So that's it's almost just... like we need an amendment or something. Sounds weird. Do we have any other presidents recently that were impeached? Clinton. Clinton was impeached. And that was just for being a hoe. Yeah, it was for being a hoe. <laughs> Do we have any others before that? Because I think the last one that was impeached Nixon? was Nixon. Yeah. And he didn't actually get removed. I don't think from he office. got impeached though. He got threatened to be impeached and then he dipped. I he think that quit, he, right? Yeah. I think he was impeached and then he was like, nah, I'm out. Yeah. I'm resigning. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Too good for you guys. Exactly. He's Yeah. So the presidents that have been formally impeached by Congress are Andrew Jack or excuse me, Andrew Johnson. Andrew Johnson? Andrew Johnson. Seventeenth president. Kidding? Really? No, I'm pretty sure he's a 17. Why do you know these things? Good for you. Johnson's here. a badass last name. Just saying. Bill Clinton. Yep. And yep. Donald Trump. Okay, so Nixon so was Nixon, never formally impeached. Yeah. He was nope. threatened to though. Um, so Watergate here, was a garbage fire. Um, the only other one that has faced impeachment was Richard Nixon. Yep. But he was like, "No, I'm gonna dip before you can even do it." Yeah. yeah. Also, because caught he, super red-handed. Who records themselves doing crimes? What an idiot! What? What did Nixon do? Nixon recorded himself talking about all kinds of shenanigans he was getting into with the Watergate scandal. Oh. Oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah. What was Watergate? Are you kidding me? I don't know. I that don't was know. the I, illegal of infiltration of the Democratic side. So. What does that mean? So yeah. he was phone tapping the Democratic side, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He, he was, was going he was in, on phone tapping, so and they literally, they snuck into the Watergate Hotel, into the rooms to try and steal stuff, which was essentially robbery. Yeah. So the president was caught for, like, formatting a robbery, essentially. He was trying to steal information from the re- from the Democratic side as far as, like, what they were yeah. planning mm-hmm. on doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he recorded himself doing it. Yeah. I don't know, honestly, too much about it, like what he was going after. I mean, that's but I know than Nixon I was a D-bag. Hmm. Well, so was Reagan. Don't like Reagan either. Nixon was Kennedy's vice president, wasn't he? I don't know that. I think that I he I like was. Kennedy. Yeah. I think he was, because Kennedy was assassinated, and then Nixon took his place. Hmm. I think. Unless it was Johnson. Of the Lyndon B. variety. Also still Johnson. What a good last name. Not Andrew Johnson, Lyndon B. Johnson. Kenzie's hmm. making a face. What's I the face for? I don't see anything about him. I don't think Nixon Wait, was no. his vice president. Member of the Republican Party, Nixon previously served as the 36th vice president. Who was the 36th president? That may not line up properly, though. I don't think it does. Johnson. Lyndon yeah, Johnson. there we go. Okay, so Johnson took over for... I was going to say, I think I'd know if Kennedy had Nixon as a, as a VP. <laughs> I knew that it was like right yeah. in the but same But no one period. was too surprised at that idea. No, for sure. I knew that it was right in the same timeline. Yeah. Okay, well anyway, 
I do want to get into um, some of the nuances of voting. Please. So, uh, it is common knowledge that you can vote if you are a U.S. citizen who mm-hmm. is registered to vote and mm-hmm. you are 18 or older. Please go vote. Yes, please register to vote. And this year it is very important to request a mail-in ballot. Every year is. Every year. We are lucky we all live in Washington and get to do that every time. Please go vote. That should be more normal. But yes, please go vote. Um, So people who cannot vote. And I did not know these. uh, I knew some of this, but not all of it until maybe some years ago. Convicted felons. In some states. In some states, apparently. I, yeah, I didn't know that originally. Um, so non-citizens, which includes permanent residents, also known as green card holders, they cannot vote until they become a citizen, mm-hmm. which probably isn't too surprising to people. Um, some people with felony convictions, and it varies by state. There are a couple states where you never lose your right to vote. There are a couple where you can vote as soon as you get out of jail. And then there are some where you can vote after a certain amount of time, some where you can never vote again. So that all depends on the state you were convicted in. Those are mostly in progressive states. Makes sense. Interesting. Uh, and then some people who are mentally incapacitated cannot vote. Okay. Which, hmm. yeah. Makes sense. And I don't know the finer details of what that includes. Um, and then uh, here's the weird one and the one that drives me up the wall. Um, and we touched on how people in U.S. territories do not have voting representation in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. So they can vote in primary elections, but they cannot actually vote for the president or in any other elections. Oh, that makes sense. Does it, though? (laughs) No, it really doesn't. Exactly. It doesn't miss the president for Puerto Rico. Donald Trump. They are U.S. citizens. They are U.S. citizens who cannot vote. Puerto Rico is controlled. See? It absolutely drives me up the wall. Well, I mean, if you think of the case as felonies as well, like, think who has the most felonies. Who's the most marginalized culture? (sighs) Unfortunately, it's black people. Systemic freaking racism. And so minorities are, again, targeted to not be able to vote because, unfortunately, they're targeted for felonies. Yep. It, yeah, it's it's bogus. Our electoral is. system is crazy. And the fact that they have yep. to raise their own money for campaign just incentivizes mm-hmm. corruption. It well, does, yeah, for absolutely. Sure. Um, so let's get into the electoral college. Since I'm we're ready to get mad. Up, since we're already <laughs> fired up. Let's not. <laughs> Clinton this, won. Just I'm saying. still trying to wrap my head around some of this. So the electoral college consists of 538 electors. Yes. People, yes, actual people who vote on behalf of the state and regions of the state. Yes. They get a vote, and in order for a president to win, they need the majority, which 270 is one over half mm-hmm. of the majority. Mm-hmm. And it's one elector for each seat in Congress, mm-hmm. even though they're not the same people. Mm-hmm. So they... So it's the 435 or whatever, the 100 senators, plus three extra electors for D.C. So D.C. has a moderate. So D.C. has a little bit of representation. Like, that like is so sliver. surprising. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Weird. And those are real people who vote, who are supposed to vote in a way that aligns with the votes in the their region. Why wouldn't but it just be don't by half person? Why wouldn't it just be the, the existence total of the electoral college is justified as equal representation for states who might 
lean a certain political party but are not necessarily represented enough because they don't have the population. Mm -hmm. So when you look at a state like Alaska and then California, sorry, I just hit my mic. California and Alaska, California is an incredibly blue state and has a ton of people in it. Whereas opposed to like Alaska, which I think is also actually blue. But um, let's say like Oklahoma or something like that, like a really red state. And then uh, the Electoral College justifiably is to represent them equally. But, but it's like 400 people it. that could is easily that be influenced. Is that by land mass or, property, or population? Po- it's by it's population. population. So, so it's, doesn't that make sense, though? If everybody in the population voted, it would still be the same This is one of the trickeries of the Founding Fathers, is that there are all these counterbalances and levels to justice and government. And this is justified as a counterbalance. But we, uh, what we have essentially done is put 400 people in a room that decides the fate of the country yep. that can easily be, ele- well, easily be corrupted. Well, that, explain it to me again, because so I bet the listeners are confused too, because if I'm the baseline dummy level, <laughs> So I let's use it. Washington as our example. So if like we- Like Washington State. Washington State, so- We have like 12 electors or something. So we have 12 electors. 14. How many- votes do we have in the electoral college is that 12 I think as like well? 14 it's I think we have you know what I got the computer I'll look it up so Washington is historically a blue state correct mm-hmm. correct correct well if the representation in the electoral college leans more red they can vote red and it can be overpowering to the population of Washington voting how, blue. That's, okay. It's dumb because that is how an accurate that represented re- to representation of the country and all the people in it. So it's dumb mm. to think that we need to then average out people to make them, some people have more power and some people have less, when it should just be every person is one person. They well, can I mean, it's, it's difficult though when you think about like, especially Washington is a good example. When you look at like the population of Washington and how the majority of it is on the coast, which is incredibly liberal, and then you look at the west or the east side of Washington, which almost wants to secede mm-hmm. from the Seattle yeah. experiment, like they don't think that they have equal representation, because yeah. in our town of but Colfax, it's popula- incredibly if it's incredibly based on population, they can be counted. Oh, but it's so, the whole okay. thing. In any case, can I explain where I'm at? Yeah, sure. So if everybody in Washington voted, every mm-hmm. single human, mm-hmm. but we were a majority blue state, why does that matter if we're if it's like the democracy that I picture in my head that makes the most sense is every human on the United States has an equal vote. Has one vote. Yeah. And whoever has the majority of votes mm-hmm. wins the presidency. No, that's that's that, that what make that's what makes sense. That would that's make logical. Sense. Yes. That's that, what's called the popular vote. That's the it's popular just the, vote. Yes. So how votes. how does it work if we're a blue state and everyone were to vote and they weren't to vote for like they voted for Hillary so, Clinton and not Trump and then somehow like I'm not saying this happened but Trump would win because the electoral college would vote for him and that beats so what we have? what it's saying is like 
So Washington, I looked it up, has 12 votes in the Electoral College, 12 electors. And so let's say it's a 51% to 49% split, where 51% wants to vote for, say, Biden this year. And then Based on 49 the primaries vo- or the caucus? No, the actual election. Okay. So then let's say 49% want to vote for Trump. Well, the 51% win, and essentially the whole state goes to, in this that case, Biden. So he gets 100% of the state, even though it was almost 50-50, as a theoretical example. So it basically... But if, if it's a percentage of the entire United States, that doesn't make sense. Because why would the state matter? Why would the state matter if it was a person... It's just a way to divide it as a region, instead of... So what are they just embarrassed that they are showing up as a blue state instead of a know. red state? Your like, questions have actually made me question now too. Well, I I know. it's incredibly idiotic in my mind. <laughs> All that of we this, would, I was struggling to even focus when you were talking about the branches and the yeah. checks and balances and all those things because my brain hates it. Yeah. But it, my brain hates it. It's because you are trying to explain to me. Mm-hmm a board game that doesn't make sense and well, someone has a board game placed on top of your board game that they're playing over your board game and while you're confused and you're trying to win but they're like, oh, I already won. Let me explain it this way. Welcome to U.S. politics. So if we were to look at this on a broader scale, let's pretend that this is the world and every country has to make a decision about something. Let's say, I don't have a good example. Ice cream flavors. Sure. Sending people to the space. Yeah, about whether or not to send people to space. Every country gets one vote. So then the U.S. would get an average of their whole population. Everyone would decide. And then whatever decision is made for the U.S., that decision goes as the one vote towards the world. And each country gets a vote. And it's just an average. Mm. And then they So we're all, dividing the states. We're dividing the to states. To pit them against each other in opinions. <laughs> Well, Even though on a person-to-person basis, if there is a majority, that is ultimately the majority rule of the people. The, okay. The thing that we need to identify is that populist vote makes sense. Yep. Because it's every person has an equal yes. vote, and whoever gets the popular vote should get the presidency. Mm-hmm. Because it's what the majority of the country wants. So, We're all in agreement with that? Yes. So mm-hmm. if we look at the last election, that's what happened with Clinton versus Trump. Yes. Clinton won the popular vote. Yeah. Yep. But the electoral, the, got more votes, but the electoral college. But they were divided poorly. Yes. So yeah, based on the amount of electors in the electoral college, Trump won. Because more people in the electoral college voted for Trump. Because more, he got the bigger states, the ones with the most votes. So if you look at the map, California has 55 electors. So even if half, let's say 45% of the people vote for, voted for Hillary as a hypothetical, and then 55 voted for Trump, he gets all 55 electors, even though he only got a little over half. Yeah. But what happens, honey, is that there are states that are meant to counterbalance states like California. I feel like Which if there's Cal- Texas. If it's California, a freaking multiplier card. It is. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, so like, it's, it's a convoluted dumpster fire of yep. logic, but it's yeah. what they use. Because California has 55, and it's traditionally liberal, and yeah. then Texas has 38, which is a lot, and they're usually conservative. Yeah. So there's meant to be... It's dumb. It, it's, it's super It's dumb. an argument for legal, or not legal, um, equal representation, but it's 
it's flawed. I think it is. In basically it's, it means that mind. people in California have a different weight to their vote than people in Idaho. Oklahoma exactly. or Idaho. Or if Alaska. we were to be in Idaho and vote Democratic, it would basically be meaningless. That's like not to say that your vote doesn't matter, but that's like throwing your vote away because Idaho is historically a red state. Yeah. Well, and it's it's a weird thing because you could argue that Idaho then needs a Democratic vote more, but at the same time, it's not going to get represented on yeah. the electoral. And that is where the question college. of apathy comes into voting, is whether or not you should vote with your soul and like what you truly believe in or whether you should vote with the party. Because if you're convinced that you live in Idaho and it leans red every time and unless you vote red, you just shouldn't vote, that is not necessarily how America was founded. It was meant so that you could vote with how you feel, and that way you would get some kind of representation. Well, and the problem is that a lot of people don't vote because they can't. Maybe their work schedule doesn't allow. Maybe they haven't decided who to vote for. It's too overwhelming. Whatever it is, and all those people that could have been the difference between who got elected based on their state aren't getting represented. And that's why the Electoral College is garbage. Mm-hmm. It's because every person's vote should matter. It should. I'll, I'll admit something right here and now. Right out of high school, I didn't go vote in 2012. And I 100% should have. But I didn't because I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it was overwhelming. It was very overwhelming. because and you I didn't were 18. Have, I was yeah. 18. I didn't have anyone to explain it to me. And I didn't know what I was doing. So mm-hmm. it was just like, I don't want to do this. Well, and especially we lived in Idaho at the time, and you had to go and find your voting place and figure out what to do, and you had to know ahead of time who you were going to vote for. And then you show up, and there's way more names on the ballot than just the president, and it's very confusing. And yeah, I don't blame you for just being busy one day and just not doing it. Because yeah. a lot of people do that. Yeah. And this year, more than ever, it's very important because it's millennials important. and Gen Z make up like 30% or something, like a crazy amount of the vote. Yes. And that... Could make a very big difference. Don't so. be like just out of high school me. <laughs> Please go vote. Well, I mean, it's it's meant to be intimidating so that yeah. you don't vote. Exactly. It's, it's completely intentional that it's confusing. Just like taxes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it's easier to just not bother. Yeah. But you should all bother. Do you know that Intuit, the people who own TurboTax, donate so many millions of dollars to Congress every year to lobby for taxation laws to stay complicated? So that people don't have to Freaking do them Britain. themselves? Frickin' Britain. Yeah, frickin' Britain. Frickin' Whigs. Where do I throw the frickin' tea? Throw it <laughs> in the Boston <laughs> Harbor. It, you evil corporation. Ooh, fun fact about the Boston Tea Party that I didn't mention. Apparently the people who did it dressed up as Native Americans. Because yeah. why oh, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, blame it on the Native Americans. They're the yep. scapegoats already. For sure. I'm just going to explain real quick the process of... Uh, Basically, becoming president Ooh. and the elections mm-hmm. that fall or like that matter to get someone even to be on the ballot for president. Please do. Does so, it involve sexual assault? Is probably. It a requirement? <laughs> so, what about that's... Grammys? Apparently, that's a thing now, oh, too. Jesus. It is now. Okay. Tiny yeah. hands. Life is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I probably just broke the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> That was really funny. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm not in tune with the uh, current memes today. Oh, he's got, got little. Hands. He's got little bitch hands. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Quack. Quack. Okay. So, in order to be president at all, 
you have to be at least 35 years old, which is crazy young, if you yeah, think about it. It's really young. But yeah, also... Oh, Ken, Kenzie, can you Google who the youngest president ever was? I, I think it was Kennedy. Was, ooh, the sexiest one. It Both well, young and sexy. I think it was Kennedy, and I think he was 45. See, both Kennedy. I thought Obama was pretty young. Obama was not young. He was like 56. I don't think he was. No, that was when he left. That boy was a salt and pepper babe by the time he left office. Um, well, yeah. His Roosevelt. hair was actually pretty black. Roosevelt? Wait, nope, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> this is a list. It's not just a one. You, a did one. you Google youngest president? Yes, uh, and it sh- it's listed a few in the wrong order. Um, youngest person to assume the presidency was Roosevelt, who at the age of 42 really? succeeded Roosevelt. the office. Which Roosevelt are we talking about? Theodore. Okay. Roosevelt. Hey, he went to the UI. He didn't go to the UI, but he visited the campus. <laughs> he visited the campus yeah. that we have one a time? Big old, we have a big old picture of him. Didn't know that. That's yeah. pretty cool. Also believed in Sasquatch. Youngest. <laughs> How do you know? He was in the book. I just read you. I read you that 400 pages. <laughs> he, he believed? Yeah. Oh, the hunting quotes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny. And then the youngest to become president by election was Kennedy, who was 43. Whoa! That's so young. So, both young. For a 43-year-old man. How old is Trump? Like 72 or something? I think he's the oldest. He is the oldest. And I think Biden has like five years on him. years old. 74. 74? 74! Oh my god! (laughs) That makes sense. You've seen the video of him trying to walk down a ramp? Did you know that Biden is 77? (laughs) He'd break the record. He would break the record. I'm not going to lie. Trump's only 59 right now, guys. What? Melania's only 50. I misspoke. Obama's only 59 right now. Really? Yeah. So he was elected when he was, what, 51, 50? Somewhere in there? 51, I think. Because he ran, he did Eight years. Eight years. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was in his Well, and then another three years, four years of Trump. Okay. Next Late bullet 40s. point. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so to be president, you have to be 35 years old, a natural-born citizen, which just means you were born in the U.S. Apparently that's controversial the way it's worded. But, And then you have to be a resident of the U.S. for at least 14 years. Okay. I don't know if that means ever. So Pete Buttigieg or... doesn't count. Why? Oh, that's a political joke. <laughs> Pete Buttigieg We're like not up to the date whitest department. slice of bread on the planet. Oh. He's totally in. I'm just kidding. So as I mentioned, there are the two main parties. So people typically run as either a Democrat or a Republican. We do have other parties, but they have literally never Green won. Party. Whoa, Green whoa, Party. Green Party. Way to show your hand yet. <laughs> uh, so basically the way it works is that people campaign around the country and compete for the nominations mm-hmm. in their party. Uh, they have to raise money by themselves or, yeah, uh, and then usually... Corporations end up giving them money. They and, absolutely have to raise their money by themselves. Yeah, so they have to raise money and then campaign, and the idea is that you build connections with people and that you convince them that you are the best Ooh, person. Ooh, Kenzie, I have a question. I also what? have a question. Uh, what happens uh, when you're trying to raise money and somebody gives you money? Do you, uh, do you, do you owe that person a favor, maybe? Probably. I feel like the answer is yes. Ooh, I think Eric I mean, the person who gave the money, I think, says That's yes. That's crazy. <laughs> Kenzie, if you gave me a million dollars... I think I'd be entitled to do something for you. I don't know. That's just how I feel. Remember that million dollars I gave you? Well, uh, what about this this law I want and this these tax rules? You want me to make prisons more available to minorities? Okay. I really <laughs> want some of those tax breaks so that I don't have to pay so much my taxes when they come around. Got it. Yeah. Eric, what was your question? Um, my question is, how much of a role do you think that uh, social media has played on the influencing and campaigning? Fun fact, Obama was the first president to have a Twitter while in office. Way to go, really? Obama. 
getting it, on I'm that sure social media trail. Are you kidding impact. me? More like thanks, Obama. Trump has ruined Twitter. Are well, you kidding me? Right. Oh, I, yeah. Ooh. Anyway. Yeah. I'm sure social media has a gigantic impact, especially this year when they can't, well, shouldn't, uh, crowd in big areas together. Too bad they're doing it anyways. Way to go, Trump. Yeah, well, well he's them. literally made laws through Twitter and announced executive orders. He's an imbecile. Well, he's a something. He's at least orange. <laughs> he's... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we can't pretend how we feel. It's uh, too hard. It's too hard. I'm okay. neutral. <laughs> <laughs> I know Send that it was a Washington huge part. Boy. The, the, the idea of social media, or at least televised media, back in Clinton, or not Clinton, uh, Nixon and Kennedy's run for president, that was a huge part of it. Because Kennedy destroyed Nixon because he had such a good televised presence. Oh, because he was hot and sexy. Exactly. <laughs> he was hot he, and sexy. He, he but there had, was also a president who had like a radio talk show. And he like talked to the country. That was like, that was by the way, but that was also if I was president, II. I would so have a podcast. Why wouldn't you? That is that's a good idea. Yeah, a podcast addressing the nation, and then with with Dakota Jones. <gasps> I president. really need you to TM that right. And someone now. in the back. I don't want Trump to take it. Exactly. <laughs> I TM want that no. right now. Yeah, yeah. Jump on that trademark. Addressing right the nation. I'd podcast. like to tell you, you something. I'd like to tell you something that I know. I'd like to tell you something I know a very lot about. Let me tell you about Mitch McConnell. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Another political joke. Come on. Mitch McConnell looks like a turtle, just saying. (laughs) You would know him if you saw him. McConnell and turtle rhyme. Yeah. A little bit. McTurtle. McTurtle. McConnell and turtle do not rhyme at all. It's like a slant rhyme. It's a slant rhyme, if you will. My favorite kind. Have you never heard of that? My favorite kind of rhyme. I don't know what this means. I think that you need to educate yourself in music, sir. It right. sounds not, minorly offensive. I learned about that related to poetry. I mean, yeah. Anyway. Sorry. Sorry. So really they campaign around means. the country, and they try and make money. And then um, kind of the first step is the caucuses, which are like the early stages where party members vote for who they want to be in the party. And that's kind of like the first stage in getting people like nominated and involved and like maybe going to be president. Yeah. Did you have something? No, oh. no, I'm paying attention. I have something. What? So you said that they go around the country and they raise money. Yeah. Who do they raise money from? Anyone who will give it to them. Yes. What if they are super rich and they can give it to themselves? That would be dumb. They can fund their own parties, but most of them don't because they think it's stupid to give away their to. money when they don't yeah. have to, and other people will give them money instead. But but yes, in theory, speaking, rich people have a much better chance. They than could a poor say person. to Walmart. They could say. Hey, I won't tax Walmart if I become president. Or hey, I got a lot of well, good tax breaks that I have in mind. Nobody would be that stupid to actually say that, but it would be heavily implied. They would yeah. say it without saying it. They basically the idea is you want the most amount of people to think you're going to do the most for them. You don't necessarily have to do it when you become president, but well, you can yeah. say like, yeah. "Oh, I have these tax laws in mind that I really want to push through and they would really benefit you and I would you know, I need to become president to be able to do it. And your yeah. money could really help make that happen. And exactly. it would really improve life for all of us. I would never give Mackenzie a million dollars without <laughs> wanting a little something. A I'm little sorry. something. Yeah. But in this case, so our current president, Donald Trump, multimillionaire. Yeah. Could he Arguably f- a billionaire? I don't, I don't know. I don't so therefore, he didn't necessarily need other people's money. But he could. Because he had his own, which really helped this case. Yeah. He could... 
throw all of his own money into his campaign. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't mean That's he doesn't send me That's mail the way any, every day. the same way anyone can throw as much money as they want into their own business. This is kind of like their chosen the profession. campaign. Why would you think the U.S. is a business? Yeah. That's sure run like one. It oh, is. oh god, that's a whole other episode yeah. of capitalism, man. That's a <laughs> but whole then, other episode. But then they keep campaigning, and then those people that are uh, kind of in the running early on, that's why we have the primaries to narrow that down. So then the primary party members vote for who they want to be represented as their party member in the general election. So did you distinguish that the caucus vote is just to see who is going to be the party electorate? So when when we do the caucus votes and all that stuff, that's just to see who is going to be the Democratic nominee. No, that's so before that. That's before that. That's before that. So before the, co- the caucuses before the caucus? are like the first step. So that's when we knew that like Biden was even running and mm-hmm. Bernie was running at all. And mm-hmm. some of those people, that's how they, that was their initial start to see how they did. And then the primaries were the official vote for who is going to be on the ballot. Is how I understand it. Okay. Because I know there's a big push for who is going to be the Democrat and is going to be like, who, who's going to have the DEC at the end of their name on the actual primary vote. And so when you're voting for the president and you see Joe Biden DEC, mm-hmm. you know that he's the Democratic nominee and you have Donald Trump REC, who's the Rep- Republican right. nominee, and then you have whoever the hell, you know, Green Party. Yeah, the IMD for the yeah. independent. And so, the so primary I was decides under the impression. The primary, I believe, decides yes. the president and the. Am I wrong? The general election decides the president. The gen- you're right. You're right. So, you, the so there's election. one more in there. Yeah. There so the caucus is before that. So you may remember voting. filling out a ballot. The caucus, isn't that just kind of for fun? That's like, <laughs> I mean. It's for the state to gauge, but it's, it's for really... them to gauge who might even be on and the then primary ballot. The primary it's like is what media, they use yeah. to pick who goes on the ballot. Who goes on the ballot. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So it's like an estimation, an actual pick of the people, the main people, and mm-hmm. then that goes into the Which panel. is funny because there's still an answer D where you can write in votes and you can still yeah. write in whoever the hell you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm and all of this. You, Jed. Sorry. <laughs> All of this starts years ahead of time. People start campaigning two, three years before the election, if not earlier. And then the caucus, I believe, is over a... Is it two years before? It might be. I should be the one knowing that, but it's really early. I haven't heard from Bernie in a long time. It's 2020 now. The caucus was early last year. Exactly. So I think it's about a year year and a half. It would make sense for them to have like a year running as the Mm -hmm. Democratic nominee. Yeah. Yep, and then um, that nominee is uh, once, so after the primaries, they decide who's going to be the official candidate for each party, and then, most commonly, the person who's not the president picks a vice president, and if someone is a president already, they already have a vice president, but the nominee would announce who their vice president would be. And then they continue campaigning to try and appeal to the most people to get the most votes, Uh, and then election day is November of the year mm-hmm. um and then everyone, every four years every four years and uh then everyone votes towards the electoral college Ooh. and then the electors in your state represent so basically the way it works is they most of them are committed to or they're supposed to pledge to accurately represent the votes but they don't necessarily have to they could vote against their state 
I hate that. I do too. It actually really upsets me, and it hasn't it hasn't been that long since that's happened. Yeah. Um, do you have an example of the last time it happened? I think <laughs> in the last election. Well, yeah. You know, while we look that up, I actually want to talk about something pretty important that a lot of people are scared of right now, and that is relating to our ele- electoral system, and what is perceived to happen. And this is all based on like news polls and all this stuff. But there is perceived to be a red wave, obviously. Not obviously, but in the media, Trump is not doing well because of coronavirus and the economy being in the state that it is. And he is perceived to be, he, he, he is perceived to lose the election hmm. um, to a Biden win, pretty substantially also. However, the way that the ballots are going to be counted is it is going to basically, it's going to turn out to be counted by red states and then blue states almost. And there's going to be what is called a red haze, which means that Trump is going to be ahead by a lot. And then it's going to look like overnight Biden is going to win and have Question. stolen the election. And Would what this, this is going to cause... Go ahead. So it's because different places vote in different time zones and then they'll hear about the Republican party being in the lead when they make their vote and that yeah and so this is an issue with media with perceiving who the actual winner is going to be and so if say fox or somebody perceives that trump is going to win on a tuesday and the election doesn't close until a wednesday and then on wednesday biden ends up winning it's going to look like some trickery happened and the election was stolen by oh. Biden. And that, that kind is of happened leave... with Trump because yeah. early on, Hillary like was super in the lead. Exactly. And then he came through and took but all the we last were also states. not on the brink of an effing civil war with Correct. Black Rights Matter movement and all this stuff happening in our Pandemics streets. Like and... we, are, we are at a critical mass and we are yeah. dealing with some crazy stuff right now. And the fact that this would happen is very concerning. It's and just understand that that is, that is perceived to happen. The fact mm-hmm. that... The Black Lives Matter movement has taught us all about systemic racism or taught people who are willing to listen that systemic racism exists. Mm -hmm. That fueling a lot of anger on both sides of whatever coin you want to call that, um, mixed with the pandemic and all of the opinions on that, going into an election and then trying to think about whatever happens with that election and then trying to go home for the holidays this year yeah. sounds like 2020 might be the worst year of our lives. Yeah. It, it's going to yeah. be rough. The good news is there's always next year. Something. If we get there, man. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I've ever supported Trump doing is trying to localize and bring jobs back to the United States, which didn't do a great job. Well, there's right, a good way to do it and a bad way to do it. He, he is, did a lot He's of good at one thing, and that is kind of fueling the fire to be completely honest yeah, yeah and it's 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 just rough and so just be careful yeah, out there. absolutely treat each other with kindness so you don't um constitute fights in the street and yeah. and if you see somebody holding a paintball gun run away <laughs> my god yeah so for context the what i was talking about earlier people who can technically as electors vote were like outside of what their state's votes should be. So let's say Washington turns out to be a blue state. They could technically vote for whoever they want. Most of them pledge to vote in a way that aligns with the people's vote, but there have been historical examples where that has not happened. It's called faithless elector. Um, And most recently, that happened in 2016. There were 10 of them. 
which is way more than like ever before. Before that, wait, the most... in 2016 there was 10 of them. Yep. Which the most recent before that was in uh, 2000 and 2004, and only one each. Whoa. So that's not a common thing. But in 2016, that should people... be who were they illegal? Who were they? Are you kidding? Uh, in Washington. Democratic Party electors gave three presidential votes to Colin Powell and one to what? Faith Spotted Eagle, which is a Native American uh, activist and politician, I guess. Um, these electors cast vice presidential votes for Elizabeth Warren, Maria Cantwell, Susan Collins, and Winona LaDuke. In Hawaii, Bernie Sanders received one presidential vote and Elizabeth Warren received one vice presidential vote. In Texas, Christopher Suprin voted for John Kasich for president, and other elect, another elector voted for Ron Paul, giving each one presidential vote. Seprin also voted for Carly Fiorina as vice president. So some of these have names listed, and some of them do not for who the electors were. Well, it would make sense that most of them would be for either Democratic or Republican. But the, yeah. the few dissenters Who is, who is the guy sense. from Washington? Colin what? Colin Powell? Powell? Colin Powell. I've, I don't know who that is. Me either. Um, it also says, in, a, in addition, three other electors attempted to vote against their pledge, but had their votes invalidated. So in Colorado, Kasich received one vote for president, which was invalidated. Two additional electors, one in Maine and one in Minnesota, cast votes for Sanders for president, but had their votes invalidated. The elector in Maine was forced to cast a vote for Clinton, while the elector in Minnesota was replaced by one who cast a vote for Clinton. Uh, same in Minnesota. Well, well, none of this makes sense. So some sense. of it was overpowered and yeah. some of it wasn't. It's really stupid that people with their own opinions can vote on behalf of thousands and millions of people. It's literally like pick plucking 500 random people out of the United States and mm -hmm. saying, you get to decide the fate of America and yep. do what you will. And yeah. then they're like, hmm, I do this rock and <laughs> 95 pieces of hair. And yeah. then they're like, okay, well, you're invalidated because that's dumb. And they're yeah. like, well, yeah. okay. Talk about throwing but some stones of them were and valid. to hide your hands. But yeah, yeah, some of them... So it's ridiculous that I did not know that people were voting on behalf of the state like that. I had no clue that was happening. How did you get into the Electoral College? See, I was very confused about that. Yeah, um, talk about a position. My God. How could you descend from representation like that? You're a public servant, for Christ's sake. Well, and it's it's not common. In 2016, things were blowing well, up Well, you were anyway. saying, yeah, there was one, there and was then there was one, and then there was ten? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Ten. That's ridiculous. If I hired a guy to build a fence, and then he left, I'd be pissed. Or he built, like, a playhouse. I'd be like, <laughs> what are you doing? So yeah, I felt like building a playhouse. Well, that's not what I paid you to do, dude. Yeah. So to become an elector, you need to have a fair amount of political clout, it says. The process varies according to state, but typically they are state elected officials, party leaders, or people with strong affiliation with the presidential candidates. And it basically, the way it was, the way I understood it was there are electors in place for each party or maybe even each candidate. And basically if that candidate or that party in that region is winning the votes, they then put in the official vote. Ah, uh, yes, because other votes are not official. <sighs> yeah, it... That makes no sense. It doesn't make so, sense. So they get elected if they're like a, a shoe-in, basically? Like, they're guaranteed to vote the way that they're supposed to vote? That's kind of how it seems. And most people do. A lot of them have pledged that they will, and it seems like there are but some ramifications that they don't. Uh, yes, occasionally there are people that defect from doing that. 
usually maybe like one in election. Yeah. Or in the well, so case, so right? this is the problem I have with this. And I was mm-hmm. talking with Mackenzie about this off air, but like if we are a democratic republic, which I would argue against, I happen to think we're a corporate socialist country, <laughs> but that's a whole nother thing. Um, corporate capitalist. No, I believe we are corporate socialist. I believe we are socialist for corporations. However, uh-huh. um, what I was going to say is that we are a two-party system, basically. We are Republican or Democrat. Green Party mm-hmm. has no chance of even becoming mm-hmm. president or something like that. Which means that we are one party away from a monarchy. Mm-hmm. Which, like, what the hell is that about? I'm pretty sure that's what we revolted against. Yeah. I know! But here we have two parties that are equally weighed against each other and have equal amount of support, but are both influenced by the same ding-dongs who own Amazon, which... It yeah. doesn't make any sense no. to me. Correct. Agreed. Yep. I feel like I America's it. problem is money and then stripping money away from people who they deem not deserving of it. And putting them in situations where they could never get money and using money as the only leverage that there is. Exactly. Well, and the and problem is people in power make decisions that typically help people like them. Yeah. And so the people that aren't like them yeah. are never going to get a fair shot. That's like how exactly. if one of us won a lottery, we would help each other out because we're all equals and friends. In the same way, mm-hmm. politicians are thinking about who's around them, mm-hmm. who's going to help them one up. Who they owe favors to. Who have, yeah, who their yeah. friends are, what their history but is. if the lottery that we won was you get that lottery until the next person wins the lottery, we would spend all of our lottery money making sure that nobody else could buy lottery tickets, which is what these corporations mm. are doing, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. they're eliminating competition. Yeah, and they're okay. keeping the oppressed oppressed. Not even necessarily out of evil, which it is evil, of but out of like, yeah, selfishness and Just necessity for corporatism. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's how capitalism survives. It's a mix of me sick. It makes me sick too. It's like a nasty meatball. <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting. That's and the that's the end of the impressions. Italian here, I'm kind of upset. Well, I'm Native I'm American, kidding. and we were talking about that, so I'm offended. Too. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Anyway. The uh, electors then vote on behalf of the people in their region, and then those votes are what actually matters in the election. And then whoever wins. The Electoral College votes. They become the president. Their VP comes to office with them. And then they are inaugurated on January 20th of the following year. Freaking two out of ten voting. Terrible. Ooh. But also, what a stupid system. As we, as we have established, people that are in place to make decisions are constantly pitted against each other. And so nothing's ever going to change about it because everyone would have to agree to change it. Which is why my number one thing that I'm voting on is electoral reform. This system is so broken and it influences and encourages so much corruption to get ahead, to get anything done. And you're dealing with other people who are doing the same thing. And so you're just going to meet a stalemate every time. It's so, it's so silly. Yeah. Agreed. And it showed me just how little I understood about how people get elected, how the votes work, how, how our history came to be a part of that too yep and how (laughs) we got to where we were because we were afraid of one thing and then we overcorrected and we've gone wildly in the wrong direction well yeah i think i think people are scared to acknowledge that this is kind of a failed state it's not failed but 
we have the ability to amend laws and change the way that we act, and we're just not doing it. Because no one can agree. Nobody can yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. We're working on things, and all in all, I think something that in my own life is I try to, in my heart, hold patriotism of hope for my country. It's not like I'm wielding American flags and being like, yo-ho, this is the greatest place and money and prosperity and all that. But I do believe that from what I've learned about our history is that it's young and it's Mm -hmm. trying to learn and there are failures and there will be adjustments that need to be made and we need to learn from our mistakes. But um, something Mackenzie taught me is that you know, we're also enough, far enough in the future and we've seen enough failed countries and states and governments and establishments that we need to be holding America accountable for the history of the world and take that into account moving forward because exactly. they, they need to go hand in hand. We need to be proud of where we live and the privilege that we have. We're all freaking white people, so let's use our votes, I mean in this room, and, you know, try to do what we can to mm-hmm. move yeah. the country in a direction that we could be more patriotic towards. Well, and I think we need to vote out of the good nature of, like, what we want to see from the world and for the best for society. Because it's really easy to be pitted against other people and to hate other people. Yeah. And in our case, to hate our president and what he stands for and some of the decisions that have been made. But I think it's more important to vote for what we want and not against what we hate. Yep. And there is... The right way to do it and we don't have to be fueled by hate we just need to be smart about the decisions we make because we are to do the same. a united states mm-hmm. not a divided states yes and we're supposed to come together yeah yep. which goes back to eric's point vote please yes. go vote please vote vote yes and with that we are not experts we are just fascinated Subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts to hear us again next time. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you have information to add to this week's topic or additional things you want to share with us, you can email us at friendsfascinated at gmail.com. We can't wait to blow your mind with more curiosities next time. You've just listened to another episode of Friends Fascinated. Thanks for listening. Oh, say can (laughs) you see
Yes. 